0: Oh mm. Let's talk about sex, baby. But before we get into it, tell me spit or swallow. Hi, guys, welcome back to another episode of Spit or Swallow with your favorite host, House of Chocolate. Thank you for the likes, for listening, sharing, subscribing, sharing the um, podcast link in your church group chats. Um, Today is just me again, solo session, Say Yes to Masturbation. And I feel like, you know, we give a lot of tips on this podcast, a lot of sex tips, but we never really go in-depth. And at the end of the day, there's only so far you can go because experience is very depending on the person. And... um, you know, when you have a guest as well, when I have a guest and we're just talking for 30 minutes, we can't really go deep into a lot of those things. I just want to touch on some some of the things that I talk about a lot, which is or which are, for example, communication. I always mention safety. I always mention consent. I always mention communication when it comes to good sex and also exploring. But when I say communicate, um, where do you start from? How do you communicate? What exactly are you even communicating to your partner, with your partner about yourself. So we're just talking about general um, ways that you can have um, better sex. And so, first thing I'll start with, like I always say, is consent. Consent, first of all, is you know the bedrock of any sexual encounter. There is no sex without consent. Like I said before, it should always be enthusiastic. Feel free to ask during the sexual encounter, it shouldn't just be a, oh, is this okay at the beginning or implied? There shouldn't ever be a time where you feel like, oh, because I gave consent yesterday, I can't give it today. You should always be free to actually vocally say things during sex. And this is, consent is also part of communication. When we say, okay, there's no great sex without communication. One thing a lot of sex researchers say is that you can't, um you can't always give, constructive feedback right after sex. Like yes, you should always say during the sexual encounter, oh, this hurts or oh I don't like this. But you should also have the habits of talk, especially when um, you know, you're in a proper like long term or serious sexual relationship with somebody. We also have to recognize that, you know, if you're meeting somebody off Tinder and you guys are having sex for the first time, you're not necessarily going to start giving lectures and stuff. You should definitely be able to say, oh, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. For the most part, I always say like the first time you have sex with someone is never really the greatest time because you guys are, it's like new territory. You guys are just getting to know each other's body. And then you don't even know each other's sexual behavior. There's some people who men (coughs) come into new sexual encounters with the same script that they've carried with most other, you know, partners and, a lot of times people don't want to ask. Sometimes people have, you know, different stakes. You've told the person, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do with you. I'm gonna break your back. I'm gonna do all of these things. And you wanna act like, okay, yes, I have the expertise and I have the skills and you're not asking, you're not communicating, you're not watching body language. But um, if you have somebody who is a steady sexual partner, you should always be in the habit of talking about sex very casually. It can be before dinner or after dinner, it can be over text and be like, Hey. You know, this is what I like. Um, man of approaches everything. The way you, you approach a conversation, the way you tell somebody something um, affects the way that they receive it. And people are really touchy about sex. We know, okay, egos are involved and all of those things. And then there's also even the shame. Some people are just even ashamed to talk about these things, to say, hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. You, you might not necessarily want to. I understand that people try to preserve their partner's egos. You don't want them to feel bad. So you can approach it from a point of this is what I like on my body, or I like it when you do this. I like it when you're softer on my clothes. You don't necessarily say, Oh, when you bite me, I'm so disgusted. And I feel like, you know, you're fingering me with so much passion. You can be softer about your approach. Or, you know, I like to approach these things holistically or with different or from different angles. There's something called a will wants and won't list. You can Google it. You can find a PDF and it has like a whole list of, you know, sexual wants and sexual like things that you don't want sexually. So it's like a whole, you can, it, it's, it's kind of like a form where you send to your partner like, okay, I will do this. I will give you head. I will allow you to eat my ass. I will use toys. I won't do this. I want to do this. So they know what you like and you guys can exchange it the same way, you know, you can say, they feel the form, you also feel the form, and then you find the places where you connect and you find the places where there's a disconnect and For you, you can stand your ground on certain things and say, "You know what, I'm absolutely not interested in trying this thing, and you know I'm open to trying these things and a lot of times, I always say preferences are always allowed, but I encourage you to find the reason why you have a preference, what's informed, what you like, what's informed, what you don't like, which brings me to an important um, aspect of what people like sexually or things that can enhance or decrease sexual satisfaction, which is porn. And I always say on the podcast that men learn about sex from porn and a lot of women learn about sex from men, especially because most times the first sexual encounter, especially in this part of the world and country, I found that there are many women who are pressured into doing it the first time. And a lot of times they're taking the lead from men. So, I am very 50-50 about porn. I don't, I don't think it's bad. There are definitely a lot of, you know, there, there the side effects. There can be the harmful effects of porn, but I think it is all about how you're using it and what you're using it for. Studies have shown that partners who watch porn together have reported higher sexual satisfaction. And it depends on what you're using it for. It, it even depends on how you view porn. So there's some people who, if they see porn on their you know, partner's laptop or phone, it's just like, oh my God, this guy is watching porn or he's masturbating as well. Some people also expect that, you know, when they get in a relationship, their partner imid- immediately stops masturbating. I always say that masturbation is not about you. Some people use it to supplement their own sex life. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I want my own quiet time. I just want to rub one out and I want to go to bed. It doesn't necessarily always mean that. I mean, yes, we know that sometimes women masturbate after sex when they are not sexually satisfied, but that's not always the case. Sometimes, you know, it's an activity that they want to do alone outside of how great the sex is. Studies have, you know, different results. There are some people who the more frequently they have sex, the higher they masturbate. And there are some people who masturbate less when they're having more frequent sex. when it comes to sex, you don't necessarily always have to take the other person's behavior personally, because people always just don't communicate. A lot of people just assume things. You just think that, oh, yeah, because this person is doing this, you know, they don't like me or they don't find me attractive. And then when there's that disconnect as to, you know, how each other feel about porn, that can potentially make or break a relationship. And you should always have those discussions. And also, what are you using porn for? There are some people, however, who are addicted to porn and they have been exposed to certain types of sex. So they expect that sex should look a certain way. They expect that um, porn has also caused people to have body image issues because, you know, you're seeing the bleached and the... The um, vaginas that have gone through surgery, you're seeing a specific type. It's it's, it's arts, right? It's, it's entertainment. And so obviously, they scrutinize the actors. These people are actors. And so you're seeing a particular type of dick. If you're watching Blacks, everybody's penis is at least 11 inches. And you think, oh, yeah, if I don't have an 11-inch dick, you know, I cannot... Perform a certain way, or you think that if a woman is not screaming in almost pain, then you're not hitting it right. It's not really about that. So, you always have to kind of ask, What does this person want? And read body language. But also, I would say that it's also a 50 50 thing with body language where you can be like, Okay, you know, from morning, morning is you assuming that the person is interested or the person is enjoying what is happening. But a lot of people perform during sex. The, the men perform, the women perform, because everyone is also trying to, they're trying to please the other person. They don't want to. I, I, and it's such a weird thing where it's like people don't want to hurt, you know, they don't want to hurt the person they're having sex with. So, so no one is going to say, oh, this is bad or this isn't bad. You know, even even men, a lot of times men will say, oh yeah, women, they just lie down there or they don't ride or after two minutes type thing. But they won't talk. People are more likely to go to their group chats, the girls' group chats or the boys' group chats to say, this is what this person did. This is what this person did without actually telling the partner that they're having sex with. Like, hey, I didn't really appreciate this or this actually doesn't work for me type thing. And that also leads me to something which is very important having a growth mindset when it comes to sex and um compatibility so libido is something that people have a lot of assumptions on when it comes to sex people think that oh yes you know every single time i should always be on or i should be ready to have sex like 5 times a week 7 times a week for some people that's their norm for some for some other people you know they struggle with having with getting aroused, with staying aroused and with even being interested in sex. And it can be from a plethora of reasons. And if you recognize that having better sex, right? No matter how much of a, no matter how skilled you are, no matter how I feel like, oh yeah, I'm your riding champion. I can give the Gog Gog 3000. My throat is this, my throat is that, right? Even if you are your job, you would always want to get better. You should have that you should have the mentality that sex can always improve. There is all there's. There are always so many things to discover. I say that the body is a wonderland, right? You and your partner can be having. You can be. You can love fast sex all the time, but there are some days when, based on your emotional state, you might actually just want to have a slow sensual session. You can build your sexual, um, well, let's say sexual enjoyments with a partner, right? You. It doesn't always have to be the same. You know, there's some people that first time you have sex, you already know that, okay, there is potential for this to be mind-blowing because obviously they came, they they don't always have all the facts. They don't have all the knowledge. The body doesn't have like, you know, signs that says, hey, touch me here or this is the pressure that I like. And so when you have that growth mindset towards sex, you know that sex can always get better, especially if you have a long-term partner. You need somebody who is open to you know, communication, opens to feedback, opens to listening to you. And that's also something that um, is very important when it comes to sex and having sex. The reason why you're having sex. That is even the basis for why a lot of people have shit sex. So many women so today, we say these things over and over again. They don't prioritize their pleasure when it comes to sex. Some people don't even think that sex is pleasurable. That also... Um, brings to mind a very important fact where you should not have painful sex. Now, painful sex is a very wide topic because there are many reasons why people have painful sex from not being aroused enough. Sometimes it's even stuff like, you know, having um, pelvic floor muscle issues or PID, which is pelvic inflammatory disease. Sometimes it can be your period. Sometimes you can be cramping. Sometimes it's even vaginismus as well. Where you know it can be physical or it can even be a mental thing, it can be the idea that you have of sex, and even I think that even the way sex was described to us growing up, and then they tell you, oh you're gonna bleed, it's gonna be so painful. Trust me, I expected that I was gonna be screaming. I thought that it was like you know extreme pain, but it's not really the case and if you even do it right the first time, if you're well lubricated, if you start small. You know, your partner uses their mouth, their finger, you're properly aroused, they're gentle, there's a lot of lube, it should ideally not even hurt. It's not really like, oh yeah, there's just thick skin and somebody's jamming something into you type thing, if we're talking penetrative sex. So sex in general should really, really not be painful. People are just not patient. Arousal is very important. And arousal is not always going to... We've spoken about foreplay before. Arousal is not always going to take, you know, the same um, steps. It's not always going to be, oh, when you kiss me, I'm going to get wet immediately. Sometimes your mind is also not there. Sometimes you just want... You just want... You want to be touched physically you know, and that's also another thing that helps people and their sex lives, other activities outside of sex. You can, you guys can go and, you know, sip and paint together. You can go for a walk. You can watch a movie. You can build a clay pot. Even just that act of having your partner together, getting your hands dirty type thing. These are the things that, you know, build intimacy. And yes, you can have sex outside of emotions, but sex is also really emotional, but not, not just emotional, but it does take a lot of your mental energy. Your head really needs to be in the game because everything is connected. There's no there's no physical process in your body that does not, you know, does, does not take part without your brain being involved. Some are voluntary, some are involuntary. But sex is something that you also put effort into and so your mental state is really important. That's something that's extremely important when it comes to sex. Mental health and sex are so linked. It's like it's like your mental state affects your sex life the same way people and, and sometimes people just don't even think about that because you think about work, you think about you know your general activities, you think about being productive, but people never really think about how how they feel mentally affects their sex life. Sometimes some of your symptoms or conditions, for instance, it can be something like having OCD. There can be someone who's like, oh yes, you know, um, I would rather you kept your socks on, you know, during sex, or oh, I don't want your leg to touch me. And if this person doesn't communicate with you, if you're un- unaware of their condition, you might think, oh wow, they're repulsed by my feet. But it's actually just a manifestation of their own, you know, daily life. Some people really get anxious and some people deal with anxiety and the anxiety is not just going to disappear when it's time to have sex. They can also be anxious. They can, they can be worrying about not feeling safe. They can even be thinking about after the sex, like, okay, um, is this person going to call back? Am I doing it right? And you know how sometimes when you're in your head and you're, you're trying to perform certain activities, you can now fail or you have performance anxiety, that's also something that, you know, people don't talk about. You're worried, uh, am I doing it right? Um, is this person, am I pleasing this person? You know, and that even also leads to men having premature ejaculation sometimes. Sometimes it also, it it stops them from holding um, an erection because of fear, because sometimes it's even just, oh, person has spoken a big game, spoken a big game, and they didn't think the sex was going to happen, then, you know, it's time to do, you know, back it up, and they are afraid. It doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the skills or, oh, yeah, he's a one-minute man. There's so many reasons that men, you know, have premature premature ejaculation or don't actually, like, hold an erection. And it's not always because, oh, yeah, he cannot perform. And we I always say, forgive the first round. But also, how you react in that moment can set the tone for if, you know, you guys will have other rounds. Sometimes, like, if you start laughing or, you know, you start, obviously, he's going to get really conscious. I think we definitely always have to be mindful of each other when it comes to sex and realize that experiences are not always going to be the same. You don't know if somebody had a bad day at work. You don't know if, at that point in time, he's broke. You don't know if, even her as well, you know, sometimes it's the time of the month. Your hormones, they also affect your arousal. They also affect your performance as well. Another thing that I've noticed actually happens with a lot of women, especially is when you're having challenges down there with your vagina. So yeast infection, you know, vaginosis. And because people associate shame with, you know, the 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 normal stereotype, the same way uh, for men, is always, oh, this nigga has a small dick or this nigga doesn't know how to fuck or he's always coming in two minutes. For women, the go-to insults is, oh, your pussy is, pussy is smelling. Pussy is smelling. And it's like, because we have already stigmatized offensive smells from the vagina, when people even have partners that they love, partners that they marry, they don't even, they can't even talk about these things. They would rather hide Or, you know, pretend like it's not what it is. Or then start doing harmful things like, you know, putting Femme Fresh in there. You're drinking cranberry juice. You're doing all of these things when, you know, you can be like, hey, I don't feel, you know, like all is well down there. I need to go to the hospital. You know, you're dodging. And these are the things that affect, you know, your experience sexually. When your mind is not really there, when you're really like, hmm, I'm not going to allow him to give me head because I'm feeling a little off today. But let me just see you know, you're trying to avoid him sniffing anything or you're leaving the lights off. Like when that's, I think that's even just the bedrock of having good sex when this is void of any form of deception. Granted, you also have to understand that and be able to protect yourself in terms of not taking everything personal and knowing that everyone is not going to be as emotionally mature as you. So me, if I feel like, oh, I got a yeast infection and I know it can be from anything. It doesn't mean I'm dirty. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's something that I did. I might have decided to swim with a tampon on and, you know, my I, I was still bleeding and it's affected my pH balance. I can tell my partner, like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go and get this checked out. I can't have sex today. Some people don't even know how to say no to their partners, you know, or they start to lie or you're starting to look for reasons why, you don't want to have the sex when you can actually have an honest and open conversation. But like I said, in not taking things personal, if you have advanced in your sexual liberation journey and you know that, you know, me telling you this thing, it doesn't affect me. But then yeah, with somebody who is childish or who doesn't necessarily consider you, I don't think it's something that you should take personal. You should you shouldn't take people's reactions personal and if you're with somebody who is committed to actually learning and to actually growing, you can have proper adult conversation like hey this 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 is, this, this is what this means, this is what this doesn't mean, and you can move forward you know from there um I was gonna say something which is really important, but I can't remember right now. so we're just gonna quickly move to um you know general sexual challenges or concerns that you guys have experienced and just go around the room. I'll tell you what I think. But if I remember what I was going to say, I'll drop it in.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, I think you even like lightly mentioned this in your episode as well. Um. So I think for me, I feel like I am very emotionally matured mm-hmm. in comparison to like maybe a good number of the people that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's been, it's like limited how, like it's like I want to hold, right? But then I can't, hold to the extent i want to hold because once i just notice that this guy is going to be like almost every other guy that i met that is just mm-hmm. not as mature and probably sees sex as i think the thing is people that see sex as such a big deal yeah that to the point that some things that to me are very basic mm-hmm. like normal like okay People, there's some people that are so against like oh I can't kiss I can't I can't do or I can't um, do oral sex if I'm not dating yeah. just stuff like that that mm-hmm. in my own mind is like these things are not even that deep Yeah. so I feel like it's it's a challenge in the sense that it's limited my options I've literally been involved with one person for like a good number of years just because there's nobody else that I've really found that has that's on that same wavelength, wavelength sort of like, my, like mentally like and it's like Every once in a while, I'll try someone new. I'll just see that I'm like, this person doesn't really make sense. So, yeah, it's uh, that's, I guess, how it is. Would be my um, time. I
0: think what I would say for that is you definitely need to keep being open. And then it also depends on how you approach the conversations with these people. Like, yes, you know, some will say certain things, but... In the moment... You know how if some people also like to pretend. Some people also like to push a yeah. certain way. So they may not... They may say like... Every, everyone will be like... Oh, yeah. You know, if the guy is not my boyfriend... I won't give him head. But if you tell them... Okay, let's do a tally of the last five guys you gave head. And you find out that only one was a boyfriend. Exactly. So people don't... When it comes to sex... Sometimes people take time to open up or to own up to mm. the things that they actually like. like. There are people who will tell you, oh, yes, I've only fucked two people, but it's actually, you know, even things like that. It's actually like 15. Mm. So sometimes you might need to feel these people out. And I don't necessarily want to say, give them a chance, but just take, you know, cognizance of the society that we are in. You don't obviously want to put yourself in this situation where, um, you know, this person has said, they don't do this or they don't do this and you now notice that they don't, they actually don't prioritize their pleasure. So, if for instance, you guys have sex and, and also a hypocrisy as well. Some men will say, oh, if she's not my girlfriend, I'm not going to give her head, but they expect it. So yeah. you have to also match their own energy. I think you can feel some people out. Some people also just want to be sure that, you know, you're really about that shit and, you know, you're going to match up to what you're saying. So, judge them based on other things. If you feel like it's someone who is going to say, oh, this one is a hoe because she's sucking dick or whatever, whatever. There are some people that are just red flags. But some, I think... Some people just need time to be felt out. Just see how, you know, your first sexual experience is. If you think that it's good and there's room for growth, you can accommodate that. I don't necessarily think that I feel I feel like there are actually lots of open minded people. I don't think that, you know, it's good to be if you have your like we learned in the previous episode, your dependable oh, of fuck. No, no, no. You have your dependable very fuck, yes. But you should also be open to, to exploring yeah. because when I, with sex I've noticed that until you have that sex with someone, you can only assume and assume and assume but you never know, never you really know, know, what's until. in it. Thank you. Thank you. for your. Another thing we do a lot is ghosting, right? And, we you know, we talk about communication and feedback in general, but I too am also guilty of exing guys right after the first time. And I think the way you treat your long-term relationships or your, you know, your sexual partners is different from somebody who you just met. And you're not, there's certain things I'm not always going to want to disclose if I feel like, um, you are not hitting certain spots. I'm not gonna start telling you, okay, this is the side of my place you should be touching. This, 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 this. Some people are definitely worth that effort, and so being on the receiving end of, you know, us being a ghosting generation, you should always also understand that rejection does not necessarily mean that it is you in particular because there's so much information about that person that you don't know. So if me, I meet you today and I feel like the sex is not great enough and I necessarily ghost you, I'm not saying it's the right thing for me to do, but you as a receiver of the ghosting, you shouldn't go and fill in the gaps of all the reasons. why. And as human beings, when we get rejected, all our insecurities come up. We're going to say, oh, maybe my dick was trash. Maybe this, that, that, that. It might just be like, I just feel like, mm, it's going to be a lot of work for me to teach you and I would rather not. Or it might even be like, my main nigga texted me and we go back in our relationship. I'm not going to come and start explaining that to you. So if you get ghosted, don't always take it personal. I, I think obviously the deeper it is where you get to the point that somebody owes you a lot of information, fine. We shouldn't necessarily ghost, but we can also reveal all like, if I'm dealing with mental health struggles, for instance, it's not the first time I may not necessarily want to talk about it the first time I have sex with someone, especially if it's not always going to show up. You know, there's sometimes when I know my depression is affecting my libido, but if we haven't, if I'm not, if I don't feel safe enough with you to discuss these things, I may not necessarily tell you. So, what I'm just trying to say is just remember that there's so much you don't know and you can only ask, but not just asking. Make sure that you're also in the position to receive the amount of information that you think, you know, you need. Um. yeah so sexual challenge any sexual challenge doesn't necessarily it can be it can be you personally or you know just in general and I'll just tell you what I think
2: okay I think okay I think a sexual challenge would be having to know having to know whether like how do I put it You're in a relationship with someone, having to know whether sometimes conversation does not do it. Sometimes conversation does not do it in the sense that how do I put it? Having to know whether the your partner wants sex or not, because sometimes you feel like if you ask the question, then Mm. they are thinking, "Is that what you want in this?" And if you do not ask the question, don't you want it? I don't Mm. know. I don't know. So,
0: so I think that um. I I believe in honesty and in an openness, right? Because as a woman, especially, I always say men don't men don't take they don't think about how things um how things are viewed from our own end, right? So I don't ever want to be bombarded with sex, or I don't want to be surprised with sex. Like if I'm talking to a guy, so because what what we usually do because we don't, we, sex is not in it's not normal conversation. It's not easy for a lot of people to have. What people do is they try to use signs. They try to, and that's why a lot of people say, eh, she came to my house. That means that she wants sex type thing. She's supposed to know, or, you know, they use cues. We use body language to say, yes, I'm interested. But as I've said earlier, the problem with that is you may be reading cues wrong. And I actually believe in the first time around right you may not always not every single time that you're going to say hey do you want to have sex or this 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 type thing but you can do the normal cutting process you can and also it depends on the kind of relationship if you know it's a sexual relationship i think you should tell them from the jump like hey you know this is what i'm interested in type thing but also even if you're pursuing like a romantic relationship but you're going with the flow i think you should also be vocal in the fact that you're like hey, I'm actually a sexually active person or I am I like to have sex as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, because I'm sleeping with you, it does, there's no emotional content. So just read the room. It's not, it, you can't just come on the first days and be saying, oh, so I want to have sex with you type thing. That's a little weird. And also, I know that sometimes you need to feel things out. You might, you might start talking to somebody and you don't know if you're going to like them. It may be after the first day that you know that, you know, I think I want this to be a, proper relationship or this one I just want to sleep with them but I think at the moment where you know you should bring it up and then there are just going to be certain days where from hanging together right that is when you guys will have sex and so that's where consent comes in so before you kiss them, oh, can I kiss you? Can I do this? So if you're even if you're going with the flow, there should be check-ins where you ask and you say, are you sure it's okay for me to do this? You may not have that conversation before the date started. But if you're seeing that things are progressing to the point where, okay, you guys are in each other's bed, you're cuddling. Don't assume because you're cuddling she wants to have sex. And if that's what you wants to do, you just ask and you read the person's body language. If they say, mm, if they hesitate, just say no you understand Mm -hmm. then later if they now come back and say oh but i actually wanted to when i hesitated it was because i wanted you to try then you have that conversation like hey i need you to be more explicit so that i don't end up doing something that you don't want me to do type Mm -hmm, thing so yeah so at the end of the day communicate but also be flexible with like communication if you don't need to you don't need to like um you don't need to follow certain scripts or rules. Sometimes sex happens spontaneously, but just always make sure that before that sex happens, you make sure that they want to have sex. So yeah, oh, okay. that's why okay. I
2: feel. All right. So do I have any questions? I don't think I have any questions because like I, this year, this year has been really good sex wise.
0: Okay, gonna okay. say I'm okay. Out I'm out good. Here. As a producer of SOS. True, sure. You so know, I right. I I be there dropping gems every day, and I think that's one thing I love about the podcast. When I'm speaking, and I see you guys like nodding <laughs> and stuff, it's just so like yeah, it's quite that's affirming. Actually,
2: so instead of asking you anything, I'll just say like a couple. I'll reiterate like a couple of things that you've
0: learned from
2: you know some episodes. So shout out to Barakat. Aww. That thing he said about being tied up mm-hmm. and getting hit,
0: yeah. Wow, I love that!
2: Here. Oh my it God it works! Oh my God! I
0: love that! I love that um,
2: then uh, we spoke off air before I think a couple of weeks ago, yeah, that was about period six,
0: yeah,
2: and like taking the condom off,
0: yeah. Okay, I see. I oh my god, I'm so happy! That's great. Oh wow, you see that? You see that? The tips be working, kids. The tips be working, kids. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about period sex, but we're out of time. I think we will end up having to do like a whole period sex episode. But me, I'm very pro. You know, period sex. Google puppy pads. Get a sex blanket. Um, and if you're with someone who is you know like squirmish or doesn't necessarily like blood I feel like you can also kind of mop up before they have to like go and clean up so like you know when you get up and you see the messy situation you can have like wipes beside the bed you can also use my own personal tip this is like what Haram actually does you have like um, you know like face towels you can get like warm water put some soap in it and just you know just tidy him up like a little baby girl. yeah so you know
2: <laughs> I would like, like no! there was no tissue, no wipes. It was my shirt.
0: Oh, it was your shirt. Because it was a very in-the-moment thing. Yeah. Mm, fair, fair. Like, okay, fair. So, so nice. for me, I think, because obviously I would only do that indoors and inside. So I'm more intentional, especially when it's on my turf. So I get what you mean. But like, it it just makes it, it just makes it better when you kind of have, you know, all of those like little things. And it just, you know, it's just more accommodating of it because... I find, I think that, period, I think what I love the most about period sex is how, you know, you can, it's the end, right? Where, okay, you know, I mean, you can get pregnant on your period. Don't go and do this and say, I'm the one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can
0: not get pregnant on your period, but you're more likely to, you know, you're less likely to get pregnant. So if you want to, you know, the ultimate finishing, or exactly, if you're not inside you, you know, it's great. It's great. And there's even something called Rainbow Kiss, I think, where, um, where, you know, after the man nuts inside the babe, I don't know if he eats her out and then they kiss. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's another level of nasty. Wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 yeah, wait. Yeah.
0: I think that's, I wait. think that's what it's So called. he
2: nuts in her. This yeah. Is...
0: Then you now eat. So... The, so the blood and the semen. Let me, uh, let me quickly check. Yeah. I'm that. checking
2: out. Um, I can only do so much. No,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Rainbow kiss is when a couple heterosexual, oh my god, I, I lost it. Okay, yeah. When, he, when a guy gives head to a girl while she's having a period and the blood gets in his mouth and a girl gives a guy head and gets come in her mouth and then when, when the guy or the girl has blood and come, we basically have each yeah, other's juices yeah, yeah. then they kiss. Yeah, so.
2: I don't pass juices. Though.
0: Yeah, that's just, you know, that's stealing the deal. <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna say bye guys thank you guys for listening thank you guys for participating I'm so happy I love I always tell you guys I love the feedback somebody literally DM'd me um, yesterday and she said that when um, her partner slapped her Or asked if he could slap her She heard my voice in her head So you know me I always talk about How I love slaps during sex Sometimes Um, And I was very excited I mean I don't want to be in your head While you're fucking old
2: Yeah because I was like you know, I don't want to be in your head
0: But it's nice that you guys think of me And it just shows that The ministry is moving And I'm spreading the good word So thank you so much Thanks for joining us Thanks for listening Sharing Follow me on um, Instagram House of Chocolate Follow the podcast As Space for Swallow Pod You can find us on every DSP. Share the love. Okay, bye guys.